This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Welcome to those of you worshiping here in the sanctuary. Welcome to those of you worshiping at home. Welcome to those of you who are longtime members. Welcome to those of you who are new with us this morning. It is a joy to worship with all of you this day. If you are here in our sanctuary this morning, you will find a red friendship folder in your pew. I will invite you to pick it up and sign uh, the information that is in there. And especially if you are new with us this morning, we hope you will fill it out so that way we can follow up with you and introduce ourselves after worship. There are many reasons to give thanks for this community, and one of them surely is the support of the young people of our church. Last Tuesday, our Shrove Tuesday Pancake Dinner raised over $900 in support of our youth in mission trip. Yes, thank you very much. So on behalf of the youth committee and all who were involved, I say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Today we also have an opportunity to give generously as the youth will be collecting donations for the food center after worship as a part of our March Madness Slam Dunk donations. If you have brought any food items with you this morning or would like to support financially, you can find the youth and possibly a basketball hoop in the narthex after worship. We hope you will join us, and we thank you again for your continued generosity. This Lent, we discover the ways God invites us to give of our moments and our days, our hands and our feet, and indeed our whole lives, as we reflect on the hymn, Take My Life, each week in worship. Today we have the opportunity on this, youth on this Youth Sunday to recognize the ways young people of our church are giving of their life in faith, in service, and in prayer. So as the youth lead us in worship this day, let us tune our ears to the Spirit's calling. Let us be open to God in our midst. Let us come together as one community. Let us worship God together. Please stand and join us in the call to worship. Be still. Remember who you are. Come touch the waters of your birth. Be alive to God. Remember who we are in Jesus Christ. Remember who we are in Jesus Christ. We are clean. We are marked. We are named by God alone. Remember who we are in Jesus Christ. We are chosen and blessed. We are gifted to love, to witness through word and deed. Remember who we are in Jesus Christ. Let us worship God together. Please continue to stand and join us singing hymn number 301, Let Us Build a House.
truth of God's amazing love is this. While we are far from perfect, we know that there is nothing we can do or not do to separate us from the love of God and Jesus Christ. Let us then approach the throne of grace with boldness that we may receive mercy for our failures and grace to help in our times of need. Trusting in God's forgiveness and inseparable love, let us confess our sins before God using the prayer of confession as it is written in your bulletin. Eternal God, let us judge and redeemer. We suggest that we have tried to hide ourselves from you. We have done wrong. We have lived for ourselves and missed the opportunities for compassion and understanding. We have filled our lives with activities and humility. We have turned our Forgive our sins and free us from selfishness. We may choose your will and obey your commandments. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. While it is true that we have sinned, it is a greater truth that we have been forgiven through God's love in Jesus Christ. To all who humbly seek the mercy of God, I say, in Jesus Christ, your sin is forgiven. Together, let us proclaim this good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Forgiven people of God, let us. Sh- Sorry. Just gonna grab my paper. Sorry. Share the peace of Christ. Let us share the peace of Christ using American Sign Language. The peace of Christ be with you and also with you. Let us greet one another with the peace of Christ. Amen. Amen. God, help us hear your holy word with open, with open hearts so that we may truly understand, and in understanding that we may believe, and in believing that we may follow in all faith, faithfulness and obedience, seeking your honor and glory in all that we do. Amen. Our first reading this morning comes from Psalm 139, verses 1 through 10 and 14. Please join me in our responsive reading, and together let us listen for the word of the Lord. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out our path by lying down and acquainted with all even before a word is on my tongue. Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in, behind and before me, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. 
This is the word of God. invite any young friends forward for a time for young disciples. And you can come all the way up with me and with Vanessa and Sydney to the top of the chancel. Hello, hello. Hello, Tucker. Hello, MJ. Hello, Ben. Come on up, come on up. Hello, hello. Come on up, come on up. Well, it is great to see all of you today. Come on up, Harrison. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm wondering if you all notice, hello, Isla, if you all notice anything different up here. Do you notice anything or anyone different up here? Is there anyone that you see? The youth, that's right, Tucker. The youth are up here. The middle schoolers and high schoolers are up here. Normally, it is Pastor Rachel and I or Pastor Jack and people in the congregation to help us lead in worship. But today, yeah, and the choir is normally up here. Today is Youth Sunday. It's the day where the youth of the church lead us in worship. And can everyone say hi to Sydney and Vanessa? Say hi. Sydney, hi, Vanessa. Hello. Sydney. Sydney and Vanessa are going to preach this morning. They're normally Pastor Rachel or I or Pastor Jack or other folks will preach, but today Vanessa and Sydney are going to preach, and we're looking forward to hearing what they have to say. And the reason why we have you Sunday is because we care about everyone in the church. We want to hear about everyone's faith. It doesn't matter how old or young you are, or where you come from, if you're new, or if you've been here for a while. We care about everybody's faith. So today on Youth Sunday, we listen particularly to the youth. And we look forward that when you're older, you will have an opportunity to sit where they're sitting, and to preach, and to pray, and to sing, and lead us in worship. So I look forward to when that happens. And I look forward to hearing what you have to say in your faith as well. All right? All right, let us, yes, let us pray. Repeat after me. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. For our faith. For our faith. No matter how old or young we are. No matter how old or young we are. And we pray. And we pray. That you help us listen to all people. Help us listen to all people. Amen. All right, why don't you head back to Time for Music with Mr. Carpenter. Our second reading comes from Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Listen to the word of the Lord. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the, Lord, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another with, in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to, the, to God the Father through him. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, I'm sure this isn't an experience specific to me. 
but figuring out how to be a good person has consumed so much of my adolescence. The contrast between good and bad, right and wrong, is a list by which I've tried to live my life. The mission trip of 2018 was the first time I became aware of a simple fact that many of you may already know. People are not inherently good or bad. People are simply the sum of the actions they make and the influences they have on the people and environments around them. At the time when I went on the mission trip, the sum of my actions was less than ideal. I'll be the first to admit that I grew up incredibly privileged, and while I will never be able to express my gratitude, it tainted the way I viewed others. I spent the first 14 years of my life deeming most people to be below me. The amount of embarrassment I get from admitting that now shows the growth I've gone through since then. The summer before my freshman year, I went down to West Virginia expecting to meet a family that was more or less below me. At the time, I had barely left my safe haven of Yardley, much less been in that sort of struggling environment. And I would be lying if I said I didn't expect the worst. Disrespect, fear, and a feeling of invasiveness. Most of this, though, was my own internalized feelings that I coped with by projecting them onto other people. The feelings and personalities I put onto this family would show just how lost I truly was. Well, I struggle to understand how, even now, within the short span of that week, I left being more humbled and transformed than anyone could have expected. So there I was, determining my self-worth by material possessions and going through my years full of distaste for other people. And there they were, struggling beyond anything any of us could imagine, and only ever feeling a sense of security and gratitude. I quickly became humbled and allowed myself to take full advantage of my time away from home. It was the first time I truly understood the quote, you cannot heal in the same environment that made you sick. While I could speak for hours about the ins and outs of my time on the mission trip and the growth it inspired, the true battle came when I got back home. I came back to my quiet life in Yardley, a completely different person than when I had left. And it was then my job to help the people I had surrounded myself with understand that. I would love to stand here and say that life was perfect after that, that my friends understood and supported me and opened up their own hearts. But the truth, as many of us may already know, is rarely ideal. It became evident that my new self and life views weren't welcome. I was then able to understand true struggles and faith that they had yet to experience. And it would be unrealistic to assume that the same people I surrounded myself with when I was self-obsessed and materially driven would understand. Letting go of these people and ideas was easy, but it was the leaving them that was hard. Having to admit that I had lived my life selfishly and surrounded myself with the wrong people at 14 was crushing. I had grown up with these friends, intertwined my adolescent soul with them since I was six. Understanding the weight of putting what was right over what was familiar was terrifying. Now, I understand it's human nature to wander aimlessly in our comfort zones. Oftentimes, we stop ourselves from growth and progress because we put familiarity above the unknown. Since the age of 14, I have learned this lesson again and again until I understood through friends, relationships, and situations that no longer suited me. However, it was my first time coming face to faith, face with it that it was the most difficult. I wanted so badly to take the easy way out, to leave the lessons I had learned in West Virginia and stay with what I knew. But growth takes sacrifice. Growth is uncomfortable. It hurts. A few people I have told this story to have asked me, how do you hold on to a change like that? And my answer, with both hands. So there I was for the second time in the span of a month, dealing with what I had known to be true for 14 years disappear out from under me. It felt like my world was falling apart, yet somehow I was still standing. There seemed to be a certain safety net that allowed me to let go when I needed it most. Each and every person will see the safety net as something different. To you, it may be God, or the Holy Spirit, or a best friend, or a loved one that has passed on. But the bottom line is that we are all able to let go. If there is a shift in your life that seems earth-shattering, you're allowed to just be. Even when the world as you know it ceases to exist, 
you will remain standing. It was on a Thursday night while I was on the mission trip where we turned off all the lights and laid together in the middle of West Virginia Hills. There was no light pollution for miles, yet the stars were more than bright enough. Long after everyone packed up and went to bed, I snuck back out there and laid there again. Don't tell Pastor Alex. I stayed there on the grass, seeing the stars that had been there my whole life for the very first time. Never in my life have I felt more insignificant than I did in that moment. I was, and still am, nothing more than a blink in this divine existence. Even admitting how small I am, now I get scared. I'm worried that nothing I do will have a true and honest impact on the world. But the longer I sit with it, the more it leaves me with this idea. Who we are does not come from the impact we leave on the world. Who we are comes from the impact we have on one another. It is as honest as I can be to admit that life may not be kind to some of us. Many of us will go through more than what we, what we deem to be fair. Yet there is a certain twisted beauty in going to bed, not knowing what life may mean to you anymore, and still waking up the next morning. The universe doesn't stop when you lose a job or a loved one. The earth will continue to spin and the days will continue to pass. It's human reaction to view this as terrifying, but we can all choose to see it in a more divine light. It is okay for your world to shatter. It is okay for you to feel small and insignificant. You are allowed to let go of the people, places, and experiences that don't suit you. I invite you all to find a moment in your busy life to look at the stars, to center yourself under the sky that has been there through every moment, every loss, every smile, every laugh, and every tear. Allow yourself to feel small and recognize that there is something so much bigger than all of us at play. To let go for just a moment and just be. Don't worry about being good or bad or the meetings you may have in the coming weeks or the schedule that just never seems to cease. Just be. Come as you are, and that is enough. One thing that some of you may not know about me is that I didn't grow up in this church. I didn't have playdates in the nursery, and you never saw a little blonde girl with ponytails run up the pews during the time for young disciples. Instead, I joined this church in seventh grade, at a time when I was unsure of my faith. If you asked seventh grade Vanessa why she joined this church, her answer would probably be, my mom made me. I remember my first day of confirmation class like it was yesterday. I've been to this church a few times before, but only for big events, such as Christmas and my sister's confirmation. Needless to say, I had no idea where to go. An anxiety bathroom break and two wrong turns later, I finally made it to my first day of class. And well, I was cold called. What are the two sections of the Bible, I was asked. My cheeks flamed a bright red and my shoulders hunched up, frozen in fear. How could I not know the answer to this? Now at the time, I was smack dab in the you-cannot-stick-out-in-any-way school, or otherwise known as middle school. I immediately thought everyone was going to make fun of me, and I would be officially known as the girl who was dumb, stupid, and any other negative adjective my brain could think of in the moment. But nothing about that cold call was cold. In fact, I should have called it a warm call. I wasn't laughed at, I wasn't made fun of, and I certainly wasn't judged. My confirmation teacher simply told me the Bible was separated into two sections, the Old and New Testament, and that it was completely okay I didn't know. That's what the class was for. I'm still friends with the people in my confirmation class today, and I guarantee none of them even remember that story. But for me, it revealed the morals and values we have here at MPC. That same year, I joined youth group. My sister had already been a part of it herself, and had built a foundation of friends she spent time with each week. Instead of making my own friends, I stayed in her shadow and only participated when asked. As much as I enjoyed the things we were doing each week, I felt on the outs, and I knew it was my own fault. So when my sister eventually graduated, I was left on my own, and I was lost. I remember one youth group, everyone went around and said when they felt the presence of God the most. When it was my turn, I had nothing to say. I didn't feel God anywhere. 
so was I even a Christian? That moment was when I truly questioned my faith. As lost as I felt, I knew I didn't want to give up. I wanted to have a relationship with God, so I started participating more in youth group and opening up about my personal struggles. It was difficult at first, but I was finally building my own community. My first sunrise on the mission trip was where I felt God for the first time. I didn't exactly want to get up at 5 a.m. and trek up a hill to watch a sunrise that may be covered with clouds, but I was new on the trip and wanted to participate in everything. So I got up when the alarms rang, wrapped myself in a blanket like a burrito, and followed everyone up the hills covered in dew. And the sunrise was beautiful. Orange, reds, yellows painted across the sky in a beautiful hue. I was planning on taking a picture, but it didn't even cross my mind. I looked around at all the eyes glued to the sky, and I finally felt God. We were all together watching his creation. Right after, I searched for more of these moments. All this time, I thought there was a specific recipe to finally seeing God. You had to have something happen in your life for you to realize he's always watching you. What a lie that was. I discovered I feel God the most when I'm around a community of people I love, when I'm surrounded by supportive peers that respect me for who I am. And not only has MPC brought these people to me, but it has taught me to be one myself. Highs and lows are a big part of youth group, and every week we go around and say what our high of the week was and what our low of the week was. One time, one girl said that her low was that she had to become gluten-free for a while, and immediately across the room another girl said, I'm gluten-free, I can tell you all about it. Even though the moment was small, I felt God's presence again. God is the community that binds us. It's the reason we have a church. It's the reason all of you are here today. God brings us together to celebrate. He brings us together to mourn. The hardest part of these past few years for me was watching my friends battle mental health. As a naturally empathetic person, I feel everything they are going through. It really affects me. Many times, the stem of these battles revolves around feeling alone. And watching two girls bond over being gluten-free revealed to me how vital relationships are. I came into this church alone and scared, and I came out of it with lifelong friends and a new frame of confidence. And as much as I would like to take credit for it, it was my friends, family, and God who helped me grow into the person I am today. When Googling synonyms for the word love, the word worship came up. There is something so meaningful about this. The words worship and love are alike. They go hand in hand. God has taught every single one of you not only how to worship, but how to worship with love. And that's why this church is such a sacred place for me. We always worship with love. When first reading this service's scripture passage, my eyes were immediately drawn to the phrase, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Morrisville Presbyterian Church is the blanket that covers me every night with kindness, compassion, humility, meekness, and patience. This church has been kind to me, even when I didn't know where my faith lied. This church has brought me humility as I watch the people I care about struggle. It allowed me to take a step back and be grateful for what I have. This church taught me meekness by teaching me how to feel your faith, not just say it. Finally, this church has been patient with me through my own journey. It's always been something I can come back to, despite how long I've been gone. Even when I eventually leave this church and head off to college, this blanket of unconditional love will never come off me. MPC has brought me comfort when I needed it the most and allowed me to become a blanket to others. You are never alone. God is always around to wrap you in a warm blanket and bring you support when you need it the most. I've always told people I'm Presbyterian, but I never felt like I was. I finally do. I am Presbyterian. I belong here. I am one with God. Oh, and I also know what the two sections of the Bible are now. Don't worry. <laughs> Each one of you has had an impact on my journey, and all I can say is thank you. For my younger ones here, enjoy every moment. Allow yourself to make mistakes. Allow yourself to open up. Allow yourself to love. And always remember there is a blanket of warmth covering you every night with kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Through discovering the power of God, I have gained confidence, community, and cherished sentiments that I will carry through the rest of my journey. And I wish that and so much more for all of you. Thank you.
As a beloved community, we join together in hearing the word proclaimed, praying to God and singing praises. So as you are able, please stand and join together in singing hymn number 543, God be the love to search and keep me. Please join me as we affirm our faith through the words in your bulletin from a brief statement of faith. As we seek to follow Christ in this world, let us state what we believe. We trust in Jesus Christ, fully human, fully God. Jesus proclaimed the reign of God, reaching good news to the poor, reached to the captives, reaching by word and deed and blessing to the children healing the sick and binding up the brokenhearted, eating with outcasts, forgiving sinners, and calling to all to repent and believe the gospel. The Spirit justifies us by grace through faith, set us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor, bends us together with all believers in the divine body of Christ, the Church. The same Spirit who injured the prophets and apostles rules our faith and life in Christ through Scripture, engages us through the Word, frames us in waters of baptism, feeds us with the bread of life, of observation through ministries of the Church. Please be seated. We are truly blessed with all that God gives us. 
We are blessed with our families, our health, food on our tables, homes to live in, our church, and the freedom to worship. Let us respond by giving from our blessings. We give so that we may grow in love and in faith to God. We give because we have a lot to give, and there are others who need it more than we do. Knowing that any time we give to others, we give to you, Lord, let us give our tithes and offerings.
be seated. Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Like a blanket, we hear the words from the Apostle Paul wrapping us in compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Through his faith, many believers have come to look up into the sky and feel the security net of the Holy Spirit. So now we gather at this table to feel and know the presence of our God in bread and cup. So come to this table, you who have much faith and you who would like to have more. Come, you who have been to this table often and you who have not been for a long time. Come, you who have tried to follow Jesus and you who have failed. Come. This is Christ's table, and it is Christ who invites each of you to meet him here. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is truly right to glorify you and give you thanks. For you alone are God, living and true, dwelling in everything that is both living and non-living. There are countless, countless reasons to praise you. For the security we feel and resources we have in our homes and schools with warm water and heat. For the food we are given and the gift it is to be alive. For the friends, family, and pets we have to cherish. For all these reasons, we, we raise our hands and minds in you to say thank you. Almighty God, you love the world so much that you send your only son to be our savior. So this day, we offer our prayers of help to you. We pray for people who are sick those who have cancer, those who have COVID, and all of us who seek greater mental health. We pray for people who are dealing with loss, either death or when we fall short of our goals. We pray for family issues, when we fight with our siblings, when we want our parents to drive home safe, when we do not understand our loved ones. And we pray for all in the world that is overwhelming, for the war in Ukraine and other places, for school shootings, and for our world near and far. For all of these prayers and many more, we say to you, O God, help us. Send your Holy Spirit upon us, we pray, that in the sharing of this bread and cup, we may be wrapped in the safety blanket of your Spirit and be able to look out into the horizon of your creation in wonder. For it is your Spirit that we find when we marvel at the sunrise or the beautiful view of trees. It is you that we come close to in the thunder and lightning storms or the foxes trotting over snow. It is you behind the tears when we say goodbye to friends or the mystery of the human body when it recovers within itself. It is you, O oh God, that gives us reason to say, wow. For all of this and the many prayers we hold in our hearts, we pray the prayer your son taught us how to pray, saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. On the night that Jesus was arrested, he took some bread. Having given thanks, he blessed it, broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body broken for you. Every time you eat of it, do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup. Having blessed it, he poured it. And he said, this is the cup of the new covenant sealed in my blood. Every time you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me. Friends, every time we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the saving life, death, and resurrection of our Lord until he comes again in glory. Today we will receive the Lord's Supper similar to the way we receive intinction. 
You are invited to come forward to the table by the way of the center aisle, and you will be handed a small chalice, one of these. You will notice that there is the bread on the top and the cup on the bottom. We will invite you to take this chalice back to where you are sitting in your pew, and when you are ready, you can partake in the elements. We invite you to take the bread first, so that way the cup does not spill on your lap. There are gluten-free cups here at the table as well. We invite you to take those if you need them. And if you are unable to come forward, please give a wave to Ray, who will be coming around to serve you from your seat. Also, as we partake this feast together, I invite you to sing verses 1, 3, and 5 of hymn number 769, For Everyone Born. Again, those are verses 1, 3, and 5. Please come forward.
Let us pray. Generous God, you have given yourself to us and made us yours. You prepared a table for us, led us to it, and fed us abundantly. Thank you, great God, for your live-giving gifts. Thank you for uniting us with you and with each other, for giving us new life and new hope, and for preparing us to live as your people. May our lives display our hope in you. In the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. As you are able, please stand and join together in the singing hymn 700. I'm going to live so God can use me. be open and <laughs> may you be open and trust in the future that the Holy Spirit holds for you. May you know a community of love that guides you along the way. And as we go, may the peace of Jesus Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again to this community. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Go ahead.